Okay, so we went weeds with our mm -hmm. first two topics of this Labor Fine. Day edition. Fine. Fine. We're going to go the opposite end. We're going to go salacious, sexy. We are going to go supermarket tabloid. Oh, oh no. Just the meat on the bone that is Tom Brady and his wife, Giselle, because the reports are from page six which is a very very highly reliable Hi, very reputable it's almost like yeah. if i read it on, if i read it on twitter it has to be true if Damn you see right. it in page six take it as the gospel so page six has reported that brady and giselle thomas brady and giselle bunchkin as our friend <laughs> as our friend lou merloni likes to call her she's um, part she's part brazilian part uh donut had a huge blow up after the 10-day hiatus upon his mm -hmm. return to Tampa. And mm -hmm. while he was returning to the Bucks, she was leaving the, quote, compound of Tampa, the Brady family compound, and headed to her compound in Costa Rica. Um, there really hasn't been much more to the story since it broke yesterday. But um, what are your thoughts on this, Fitzy? Will this elongate Tom Brady's career? Could it shorten his career? Is he screwing Bucks fans? Is his mind not in the Bay Area down there? What exactly uh, What exactly is going on with Thomas Edward? I think the last thing that's on Tom Brady's mind right now is how Bucks fans react to news of his mar potential marital turmoil and domestic strife. I think I he could not Brady's give... Mind. What's on yours? Ah, you're just you asked you asked what's on his mind. What do I think that could work out for him? I'm just letting you know. I don't think he gives a flying shit about what's going on with Bucks fans or even no, this season. What happens? Does this elongate? What happens now? Or shorten it? I think it shortens it. Now I know right we now? were I know we were speculating yesterday. Uh, you rampantly, of course, like agreeing with Tom, just being a complete misogynist, just shamefully so. It was awful. I saw people standing outside of our Fenway Studios yesterday with pitchforks and signs there was a whole protest they even organized a rally and a march today but of course like the coward you are you decided to broadcast from home today so as to avoid having to pay the toll so it's it's okay these are you know these are your decisions your emotions you're the one alongside your family who i pray for every day who has to live with them i think this shortens tom brady's career you and lou thought maybe it could elongate it because if he separates from her then now he can be with the one true love he has outside of his children which is football because that's ultimately what he's married to i think this signals okay uh we're in we're, we're having we're having some issues here we're having a little trouble uh this is going to be his last season because he's going to he's going to go gently into that good one third of a billion dollar deal that he's got with fox uh ne you know starting next year to call games with kevin burkhart unless if it goes through and then he comes back and plays here. I, I'm kind of like it was fun to talk about, but like I'm kind of with a listener or viewer right now, Kenny Tasney. I'm starting to get into like ultimate Brady fatigue slash don't know if I have the bandwidth to give a crap anymore. But no one else is. I would answer Kenny. FYI, Kenny, if you post a story or you talk about Tom Brady on any audible medium, the phone lines light up and fans eat it up. So everybody can say they don't care about Brady. Even yep. though he did play here for two decades, and he is going to be the greatest football player that ever walks through New England, Foxborough, maybe the greatest athlete to ever walk through Boston. Yes, I know Bill Russell, Ted Williams. There's a great debate. We're a lucky city. But I, I'm sorry that you. I'm sorry. I, forever. I'm sorry you feel that way about Nick Folk, but that's fine. Tom Brady is a story forever, and people yep. very much care about it. Whether you no, think it's they true. Should it's or true. Should, no, it's, it's true. Just You're reality. 
It, we, 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 and the crazy thing is we actually have, you know, far be it from us to actually be the people that, to tell you about metrics and data and results and clicks and page views and shares, but the stuff that gets the most metrics and clicks and page views and shares continues to be Tom Brady related, even though we all profess out loud, holy smokes, I've got such an intense case of Brady fatigue. I can't take it anymore. Truth is we're all, we're all sort of like harboring some jealousy or some resentment or some sadness or some loss in some way, shape or form. And we, we miss the guy and we continue to pine for the good old days because even if it gets good, if not great again, it'll never be like what it was. So it's only human nature to want to continue to chase or be at least nostalgic over how great you had it for a certain amount of time. Plus I don't even care about that. Like people still care about Brady. People were rooting for Brady in Tampa which I thought was idiotic. Like, I I was not one of them. I was not rooting for him in the Super Bowl where most of New England was rooting for him. So people mm-hmm. still do care. And, I mean, we learned the lesson yesterday. You talk Brady, the phone lines light up, and everybody has an opinion. It's You know what it reminds me of a little bit in terms of the fatigue is the old Tim Tebow days. A lot of people would be like, no one cares about Tebow. Talk about something else. But before I go, let me give you my opinion on Tim Tebow. Everybody has. Like, <laughs> yeah, he's got. He can't throw a forward pass. Nobody right. cares. He's a gimmick. However, I want to say the following things. <laughs> right. So um, I think it's interesting, and I think it's interesting because I I also like to consider us a, an NFL podcast on some level. We'll talk mm-hmm. about teams around the league. The football podcast. We just happen to focus on one particular team that happens to be within our geographical striking distance, and that we've watched, rooted for, or criticized our entire adult and or you know adult or ch- lives. So when the number one player, according to players, according to NFL Network, in the National Football League has a major life story going on, potentially, mm-hmm. after already having a weird hiatus in the middle of training camp, something that doesn't happen, does mm-hmm. not happen. This isn't baseball where Erod takes a hiatus in the middle of the season or any of that. You don't leave training camp. He already left training camp, and now you're telling me there's more drama that could affect his team. And oh, by the way, if it affects his team... It affects the league, the playoffs, Super Bowls, all kinds of fantasy football. So like it or not, Tom Brady's fight with his wife has trickle-down effect on the rest of the NFL, your team, your football world. It just does. Okay, before we do our AFC and NFC, nay, NFL-wide Six Rings pod and preview prediction or prediction cast, or preview can I, I don't know what the portmanteau would be of that. Speak English. Okay, just hash up for a sec. Allow me. I'm I'm we're we're, we're working it out. Before next week's big NFL wide mm-hmm. six rings preview podcast, I just want to ask you this. I gave you my teaser about Jacoby Myers being a contributing factor to the Patriots offense getting in gear this year. Andy Hart, I put you on the spot for a big market tease. What does this say to you about the Tampa Bay or the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this season? Are you in or out on them? Is he more focused, more dedicated, more fiery than ever? Or could this be trouble in paradise? Uh, I'm out. Right now, they feel jinxed jinxed to me. Between the offensive line injuries, between Brady in and out, Brady's focus, Brady's emotions. Plus, he's 45, so at some point he's due to, I don't know, actually age a little bit and be not quite as good, not be the most dominant player. I just feel... It feels like the wheels are going to fall off the Bucks. They sold their soul, they got their title, and the wheels are falling off, which is weird because they ride a boat, not a car, so I don't know why there'd be wheels, but the wheels are off. And it was the greatness of 
Brady that actually got them back into that game that they were losing 28 to, was it 28 to three or 28 seven last year against the Rams in the playoffs only to then make that atrocious defensive call to sell out for the blitz and leave Winfield on Cooper cup downfield. Good safe, good young safety, not against the receiver who had one of the best seasons in NFL history last year. That call was all that call was akin to like the worst defensive call in my mind in history is the one Shime and I discussed this last week when you were doing the radio programs uh, and we had to carry six rings one time, how Randy Moss, how Julian Edelman told that story on his new podcast about Randy Moss used to bust the balls of defensive coordinator Dean Pease over calling the zero blitz at the end of Super Bowl 42, leaving poor little injured Ellis Hobbs on giant plaxico bursts in the end zone. And we know all know how that ended. So Moss used to always come to practice for the next three years until he was sent packing out of Foxborough busting Dean Pease's balls over that call, saying like, oh, is this the defense you're going to call? Better be better than that, you know, zero blitz shit you called at the end of Super Bowl 42. That call to leave Winfield isolated on cup, almost as bad. Like Brady has Brady has bled, literally. Brady has fought tooth and nail and clawed you back into this game against the Rams when they were down, out, just once again showing his all-time greatness. I thought it would have would have been a perfect way for him to wrap up his career. Like, look what I did one more time. I came back from death's doorstep and brought my team back into a game. And instead, you know, now all of this, I agree with you. I think coming back now has kind of like screwed a lot of things up. I still think Tampa Bay wins the NFC South by default because the Panthers will be better than people expect. I don't know about the offense on the Saints. I know they should have a good defense. Uh, and the Falcons will be a fun 5-12 and 12 watch because they'll be able to move the ball. They just can't stop anybody. Oh, 5 and 12s can be fun. Speaking of previewing next week's preview. Oh, oh you no, son I didn't. of There he is. No, there I he didn't. is. Now you're back on brand. All right, Andy, we got we to gotta get ready for our radio show, so let's wrap this puppy up. Oh, I thought you were the host. You wrap it up. Oh, fine. I thought, well, maybe you had a, a last little something. to. Okay, you're the worst. All right, folks, thank you for tuning in to this impromptu Labor Day edition of the Six Rings and Football Things podcast. Uh, we got to go do some radio. Uh, if you get a chance, give us a follow at Six Rings Pod. Questions, comments, concerns, and more, sixringspod at gmail.com. Next week, ba, 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 we're going to do a Pat's preview. We'll do our Patriots preview edition of the Six Rings podcast, the NFL preview. And then, of course, we'll do our week one Patriots at Dolphins going down to Miami preview. We'll have a Miami Dolphins beat writer on the program. It's going to be a great time. Three huge pods next week. Lots of radio. And get ready. Set your dials. Sunday, September 11th, right after the finale, the finish, the closure of the Patriots' shocking win over the Miami Dolphins. Make sure you tune in to 93.7 FM WEI as Andy Hart and I take over the Patriots postgame show. It'll be the debut of the Six Rings postgame show on WEI FM all across the WEI radio network, WEI.com, and of course the Odyssey app. So please tell your friends, tune in, have an awesome weekend, let Mac cook, eat up, drink up, God bless, and as always, go Pats. Bye.